Folk music and indie folk in particular has always been a bit of a mainstay in Christian music. And tonight we have a special treat because we're speaking with those know-it-alls and their mighty causes. Guys, thanks for joining The Antidote. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. Can I get all of you guys to introduce yourselves and say who you are? I'm Reagan Smith, and I play guitar and sing. I'm Matthew Hagerman, and I play viola. John Zmickley, and I play the trumpet. I'm Glenn Jordan, and I play the glockenspiel. I'm Maggie, and I sing also. I'm Amber, and I play the cello and sing as well. I'm Nathaniel, and I play the trumpet, and I sing, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Randon Crow, I play the banjo. Thanks for all eight of you for joining in tonight. Thank you for the interview. You ever have trouble fitting all eight of you on the stage at one time? Absolutely. Yeah, every, every, every show. show. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you know. There's actually, there's actually 11 of us, so we're, we're usually pretty crammed, especially not, we have a drummer and stuff, so getting the drum set and trying to get everything on there. Sometimes we have trouble, yeah, definitely. Of course, they always give you main stage at every event. I know. Yeah, right. That's why we did this. We just got done with the Reliance Stadium. Yeah. Um, we play all the big ones. Sometimes they hang us from the ceilings yeah. on puppet strings, and that usually helps. No, I know those know-it-alls and their mighty causes call San Marcos, Texas home, but can you fill us in as to where that's located in the state? It's kind of central Texas, about 30 minutes south of Austin. Between Austin and San Antonio. I know this is sort of a lame question, but I'm going to ask anyway, because you're never supposed to ask about the name of their band. But how did you come up with those know-it-alls and their mighty causes? Yeah, it's a line from a Danielson song called Soul to the Nice Rich Man. I really liked it, and it's kind of facetious, so I thought it fit us well. I don't know, that's pretty much it. I love Danielson, some of us do. And we're very facetious people, so... (laughs) I thought it'd be funny. You find it more or less difficult developing music when you have input from eight band members. Um, I think it's what really makes it. Like sometimes we it takes longer to get through songs, but really just having everyone's input and just everyone influenced by so many different bands and musical styles and stuff, and everyone's got a different style of writing, and really just kind of gives us the sound that we have, and it's it makes it a lot more fun. I think it, it gives us a lot more variety with what we play, and it keeps us from getting stale or anything like that. I think the hardest part is just getting everyone to practice. Yeah, (laughs) scheduling practices are a pain. And yeah, making sure everyone's schedule like fits and getting shows. And it's a little tricky sometimes, but it's definitely worth it. I mean, we're in the middle of recording our second album right now. And honestly, like we had a date to get everything done by and we've got it done actually faster. We've gotten more people, you know, pretty recently. So it it went a lot faster, I think, than you've ever written anything it seems like so yeah it worked out and it worked out weird that more people and it went faster yeah and we're, we're definitely getting used to writing with each other and we're, we're able to bounce ideas and kind of play with everyone's ideas a lot better than we used to be able to so it's been really good it's been a lot of fun tell me a little bit more about the new recording is this going to be a full length you're working on an ep uh, it's a full length 12 songs it's been a lot of fun it's by far the best stuff we've been working on it's all pretty fresh and i mean it's it's been a lot of fun. It sounds really good. We all we're all really pleased with how it's coming out. We've got all the instruments done. Um, we're just mainly working on the vocals and getting kind of the little stuff figured out and getting it all tied together. And this is the mastermind behind it all. Matthew Hagerman recording us. So I'm doing that whole album. You're the technical wizard. 
Yeah, yes. something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there going to be any major changes from your previous release from a fire filled arise? Um, it's definitely a bigger sound than a fire filled arise. We've got a lot more instruments, and the parts that we've written play off each other a lot more. Like, there's just a lot more interaction with the instruments, I think, in this one. And I think we've really kind of figured out how to best use all the instruments in the best way possible to get the get the most out of the sound that we're going for. There's a lot more energy in this one than mm-hmm. a Firefield Eyes. Absolutely. Yeah, and everyone's better at their instruments, and we have a stand-up basis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a trombone player. I think it has a lot more dynamics. I think it's going to be just... Um, a lot more complex than the last album. Yeah, for sure. We've definitely spent a lot more time getting the parts down, and yeah, we've we've taken our time with it and gotten what we like. So you all equally share in the songwriting? Yep. Everyone takes care of their own parts, and kind of, kind of, I guess the structure is like either I or someone else will kind of write the song, like the chords, the melody, and the words and stuff, and then they usually bring it to the table. And then once we hear it, we kind of it gets morphed a lot. We add stuff in, take stuff out. Um, work on the structure, and then everyone takes care of their own parts. And yeah, definitely a group effort. What about the lyrical content? Does any one person handle that in particular? I guess the bulk of this album and the last album have kind of been me. Um, Amber's got a song on this one that's incredible. So uh, yeah, well, it's I guess the bulk of it I kind of take care of, but yeah, other people throw stuff in too. How do you develop your lyrical themes or musical themes in that case also? Um, that's a good one. Good one, I think, Dave. I think Reagan likes to write stories, and so they're always just a story. Yeah, I'm, I would say definitely. I have a problem writing songs that aren't stories. Like They usually come out sounding really weird, and they don't make much sense. So I try and stick with stories mainly because I like them. I like the idea of the storyteller. And the idea of putting a story to a song and telling a story through a song. It's a lot easier to write a three-minute story than it is to write a couple hundred-page book. <laughs> and I know this album, too, like, we kind of, as far as musical themes, we've, like, since we know like, a string section, like, a horn section, we kind of have different groups and instruments. We've, you know, taken parts of songs and been like, oh, this is going to fit, you know, this musical section, and we kind of have built themes that way. Mm-hmm. So it's been cool. Has there ever been a certain venue that you have wanted to play at but have never had the chance? The Glade Theater. (laughs) (laughs) There's Juba's in Chicago. I thought for sure we could play there because Danielson played there. Honestly, most of the places, last tour we went on, most of the places I emailed, we didn't get. They wouldn't even, like, email us back. We're not... I guess we we didn't have a professional enough portfolio. So most of the places we try and play... We need to get a better portfolio so places will let us play. But uh, yeah, I don't think we're really like venue snobs. We just we would play anywhere. We yeah. play outside anywhere that'll let us play, including busking in front of the water station at Cornerstone Festival. Absolutely, yeah. that was you know that's one yeah that's probably yeah. our favorite place we played. That was, that was a lot of fun, definitely. Right under the trees. <laughs> you guys do have some association with the Oh Hellos. We do. Maggie is actually, uh, her. it's her and her brother do all the music for it, and they're good friends of ours, so we're fortunate to have Maggie come and play with us and record with us. And we're thankful to have such awesome people to help us record our stuff, too. It works out. How do listeners find those know-it-alls and their mighty causes online? 
I have no idea, honestly. We we don't do as much promoting as we probably should. We do next to none. We've got a Facebook and a Bandcamp, and people find it by the grace of God that given us these listeners to listen to our music, honestly. It's probably through the Oh Hellos, honestly. Yeah. They'll listen to the Oh Hellos and see that... Uh, Maybe they gave us credit somewhere, something that'll look us up, and they'll say, oh, they're, they're almost as good as Ohio. It's all have on Facebook. Why not? Our, our band camp that people can go to is uh, those knowitalls.bandcamp.com. That's usually we send people to go listen to our music. Okay, but give us the Facebook address. So it is uh, facebook.com slash those knowitalls. Back to the topic of the new recording. When is it coming out? And have you given it a label yet? It is coming out at the end of February, and the label is not for sure yet. A couple of perspective kind of ideas floating around, but uh, I'm still working on kind of getting the CD named and some of the songs, actually, too. So, But it, it'll be ready by February, definitely. It's on the Fast and Furious pace. It is, absolutely. And this recording is also going to be released on Bandcamp. What about getting a physical copy? Is it will be. We'll yeah. put it up on Bandcamp, and we'll, we'll definitely be printing some physical yeah. copies. Rand will do. Yeah, Rand always Yeah, it'll look pretty nice, and there'll probably be a lot more promotion yeah. on that point, too. The Bandcamp will be changed. and Honestly, we're a lot more excited about a lot of this stuff because it's a lot more fresh and the whole kind of different thing that we've been doing. So I think we will be getting it out there as much as possible because we really want people to hear it. That's actually something that's a little unique about our band, I guess, is we have a range of people in our band, and so we each bring a kind of a different feel to the table, and we're fortunate enough that um, Rand is actually a screen printer and also an illustrator, and so he does a lot of our artwork and makes a lot of our merchandise that we sell. And In fact, we made all of our own stuff whenever we went out on tour this past summer, and yeah. um, it was really great. It worked out really well. Because merch is what keeps a band alive. Absolutely. Very much, yes. Well, here we go. We're going to sum up. What would be the greatest achievement for those know-it-alls and their mighty causes? We're on your friends on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like some tip play with Danielson. I don't know. To play with Danielson. I see this as a way to glorify God. Like, these are the gifts he's given us, and we really just... I enjoy so much, like, worshiping with my best friends. You know, we get to spend time together and play music and praise God with the gifts he's given us. And that in itself is like one of the most incredible things I could ever imagine, having fun. And if this could speak to anyone, just one person, you know, that would be incredible. That'd be so astronomical, having that effect on one person, you know. I don't think we've ever talked about achievements very yeah. specifically, but I think that we just love each other. We love playing music together. And every day just being together is just fine with that. That's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like meeting new people too. I think an awesome accomplishment would be just growing our connection, our community of people across the world that yeah. we can, you know, have a place to stay or a person to talk to wherever we are, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And that was one thing, you know, about going to a cornerstone that we all loved so much was um, getting to meet all of these different people and, you know, just getting to see others that just shared our, our beliefs and just shared our views. And even people that didn't, they're just being able to just talk to other people. I mean, that community is just so huge to us. We love that. Absolutely. Well, any thoughts on the demise of Cornerstone? Well, we're hoping, well, it, we're hoping it doesn't last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we've been hearing rumors that it's not going to last, and we're, we're, we're definitely sad. And I mean, we, we're hopeful that it'll reemerge someday, but in some way, shape, or form. 
Yeah, Reagan and I, uh, we've been going, like, I think this last year was like our 10th year or something, so we kind of, you know, half our lives we've been going there, so it was kind of a big deal for us and our dad. Um, It's kind of sad seeing it go. The Antidote has been speaking with probably one of the most friendly bands on the entire planet, those know-it-alls and their mighty causes. Thanks for coming out and spending some time with The Antidote, and best of success with the new album. Man, thank you. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you so much, you, man. Stay warm.